You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. Hey kids, and welcome to the MMA Fight Picks Podcast. If you're joining me on Periscope and Facebook, hello to you there as well. Uh, the more interactive feed is on the Facebook, Aaron says what.com. I'm sorry. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash Aaron says what one, but I will try to get your Periscope questions as well. First of all, a big apology for last week before I pick uh, UFC 224 and Bellator 199. I was <coughs> totally wrong about Frank Mir and uh, Fedor. Uh, Fedor pulled it off in spectacular fashion, beat Frank Mir. So that's why I always say at the beginning of these, please don't bet on any of uh, any of my picks. It's a, it's a bad idea. Bad idea. We're going to start off, though, with a few fights from UFC 224, starting off with Vitor Belfort and Lyoto Machida. This is probably Vitor's retirement fight. Uh, I can't, you know, you never know. Uh, MMA retirement doesn't always last very long. Vitor has gone from the massive uh, TRT Vitor to what I'd like to call the man competing for the best granddad bod in MMA. So, man, you know, I, I hate to pick against a guy in his retirement fight. His last win was against Nate Marquardt, and that's way back June 2017. That was almost a year ago. And before that, no contest to Kevin Gesslin. It was overturned, even though Kelvin killed him. Uh, two losses before that, Gegard Masasi and, uh, Jacare Souza, and then some fluke win against Dan Henderson. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there because Lyoto, on the other hand, just had a nice little win over Eric Anders. Before that, didn't have a great run. He had uh, he had some bad luck against Derek Brunson, Yoel Romero, both knockouts, and then Luke Rockhold. So, uh, a submission loss. But that being said, I think. Leoto is in slightly better shape. I, man, I pick him to beat Vitor, even though this is Vitor's, this is Vitor's swan song. This could very easily be Leoto's as well. So I got Leoto beating Vitor. Uh, next up, Mackenzie Dern. I don't know what to think about her. And, uh, Amanda Cooper. All right. Mackenzie Dern, best Brazilian, uh, fake accent in all of MMA. She has not lost an MMA fight unless you count the times uh, the scale has beaten her. She, yeah, I, you know, this fight takes place at 115 pounds. But I don't know, I'd, I'd like to think she has her weight cutting issues behind her. But you never know. And she just switched teams as well. Um, man, I. It's it's hard to say. I mean, the Ashley Yoder fight actually actually looked kind of tough. It was a split decision win, and Ashley did well defending her jujitsu, which is, you know, world class. So Amanda Cooper, Amanda Bobby Cooper, on the other hand, uh, she her last win was against Angela Magana, which you know, Angela Magana has lost a lot of fights before that. She loses to Cynthia Cavallo at UFC 209. Ah, uh, man. For that, she wins against somebody I haven't heard of in Elmos. So, I, I don't think at this point anyone wants to see Mackenzie Dern lose. I hope she makes weight. 
um, you know, switching teams is a lot of pressure in the, in the, in the middle of a, in the middle of uh, training. So I'm going to have to go with Mackenzie Dern on this. It may be another just kind of ugly long decision, but Mackenzie Dern, I'm picking. All right. This one's good. Jacare, the crocodile. Jacare Souza, Ronaldo Jacare Souza versus Kelvin Gastion. Man, Kelvin's just one of those guys that probably should fight 170 pounds, but just can't keep the weight. Can't make the weight, rather. So, you then you got Jacare, who's an absolute beast. He's huge for the weight class. And this is 185 pounds. Man, this is this is tough to pick. Jacare's only loss in quite some time since 2016 was to the now champion Robert Whitaker, and I was actually at that fight in uh, Kansas City. It was awesome, uh, which was April last year. Hmm. Let's see. Let's t- let's take a look at Jacare's uh, wins. Before that, he KO'd Derek Bronson, which is not you know something he normally does. Is uh, and then he wins the, you know, against Tim Bosch and Vitor Belfort. And then he lost a weird split decision to Yoel Romero, which I thought he could have won. Before that, it's just a big, long winning streak dating back to March 3rd, uh, 2012. So that being said, you got Kelvin who, um, he's won his last fight against Michael Bismine, but Bismine took that fight on super short notice. Um, and he had just come off a devastating loss to GSP where he was choked unconscious. Before that, he lost to a much bigger Chris Weidman, even though he had Weidman hurt. You know, we, and we talked about the no contest against Vitor because he liked to smoke the ganja. Before that, an impressive win over Tim Kennedy. And Tim Kennedy's not a small middleweight either. And he, you know, he wins against uh, Johnny Hendricks. I believe that was at welterweight though as well. Yeah, it was a catchweight because Hendricks missed weight coincidentally. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Here's the thing. I think if it comes to down to grappling, you know, Kelvin's a strong guy. Um, and by the way, feel free to ask your questions on Periscope or Facebook Live. I'm sorry. I didn't mention that before. Um, Kelvin's a strong guy, but I don't think, like he showed in the Weidman fight, I don't think he can hang with the bigger middleweights. So I got to think that, Jacare takes this, and this will decide whether or not Kelvin stays at middleweight or has to make a lifestyle choice. Ah, next up, Amanda Nunez versus Raquel Pennington. All right, Amanda Nunez has not lost a fight since Kat Zingano. This is back in 2014. Um, and it was a TKO in the third in a fight I thought that Amanda was winning. If I, if, if memory serves me. And then before that, I mean, after that, rather, she has won every fight since, including beating Misha Tate for the championship back in, uh, July 2016. Um, I thought it was weird that it was a split decision against Valentina Shelvenko. I, I thought she won that fight, but, and that was her, her, her last fight up. And then you got Raquel. Um, she is a very, very good fighter, but hasn't fought since 2016, and she retired Misha Tate at that time. Before that, she has wins against Elizabeth Phillips, Betch Korea, Jessica Andrade, who has since dropped down, and her last loss was 2015 to Holly Holm, a split decision. I, I don't know. I, I think at this point, they're just looking for contenders. It is hard for me to really 
pick somebody that has not fought in a year and a half um, against the now champion who has been active. So I got to say, in this main event, um, I got to pick Amanda Nunez. She retains the championship and uh, hopefully at some point moves on to fight Cyborg in a super fight. All right. So those are my picks for UFC 224. Uh, don't make any bets and hang on. We are going to pick some fights now for Bellator 199, the last fight in the heavyweight Grand Prix tournament. So starting off with, uh, Aaron Pico versus, oh, I lost it. Uh, Lee Morrison, who I couldn't find much information on. I think I actually just cleared out of it. Here's the deal. Aaron Pico, they're trying to build him up big time. He, uh, he has now won his last two after internet connection here. Going up against a guy that, uh, he, uh, I just haven't heard of him. I haven't heard of anyone he's beaten. I, I had his record pulled up earlier, but it, it doesn't matter. At this point, they're just trying to build up Aaron Pico, and I think that's what they're going to continue to do. I think Aaron Pico takes this for sure. Uh, I think he just takes him down and it's absolutely demolishes him. Next up, uh, Chuck Kondo, Javi Ayala, 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 I can't say it. Anyway, uh, Chuck Kondo, won his last four in a row. You know, it, it's hard to pick against him because, yeah, Ayala, who lost his last fight against Roy Nelson, a unanimous decision. One, two before that, but then has lost a few before that. I think at this point, Czech gets this done. I'm, I'm not really sure how Czech's kind of quick. So, um, as long as, as long as Javi doesn't have a good, uh, wrestling pedigree, I think, I think Congo takes this. This is really interesting. This, this fight kind of snuck up on me though. <sighs> we have John Fitch and Paul Daly. Man, I mean, this is exciting because Daly can end this. Probably in one punch, but he's got to catch Fitch. And he's got to be able to avoid John Fitch's grappling, which I don't think he's going to do. So I think I got John Fitch all the way the same way he wins every fight. Big, boring grappling decision. He just wrestles the shit out of him like, you know, like, like every other good wrestler has done with Paul Daly at this point. Now, this is an exciting fight because this, uh, Last fight in the heavyweight Grand Prix tournament, you know, before the, for the semis. This could easily be a 205 tit- uh, pound, uh, title fight, but it's not. These guys are fighting at heavyweight, which is weird because this tournament's been strange because so far, every, the lighter guys won every fight. Kind of strange for, <laughs> kind of strange for a heavyweight tournament, right? Hey, Periscope, what's up? Anyway, uh, you got Bader's last four fights have been four wins. His last loss was Anthony Johnson way back 2016. And Anthony just took his lights out basically for that. He wins against Latifi, Nogueira, Antonio Rogero Nogueira, Phil Davis split decision and Linton Vassell, which was pretty impressive in round two. So you got that going for you. Then you got Muhammad Law, King Mo. He, 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 he he weirdly rotates wins and losses sometimes, but his last loss was to Phil Davis. Now, if you do your MMA math, look, I, I remember this fight. Phil Davis dominated him 
pretty darn good. This is back still in May 2016. Uh, and then you got Bader, who's beaten Phil Davis twice, if you do the math. Before that, um, I mean, rather, after that, King Mo went to, uh, against Satoshi Ishii, loses to Mirko Krokop in a heavyweight tournament in Risen, where you can basically come in as juiced to the gills as you want, and then wins a, you know, a weird fight against Quentin Jans- Jackson, who Chael, you know, had won as well. So, I mean, you know, King Mo looks good against heavyweights, but let's face it, he's not, he's not the lightest, or he's not the heaviest guy in the world. Bader, He's going to come in bigger. I think he's going to handle him, and I, I think I think he's going to show that. Uh, I think he's going to show how big he is, how strong he is, and I, I think he's going to beat. I'm saying it right here, he's going to beat King Mo probably in dominant fashion, if not get a finish early on. And that's it. Those are my fight picks, kids, for UFC 224 and Bellator 199. Thank you so much. Uh, feel free to play along anytime you want. Uh, you can shoot me a message at uh, the Twitters. Or you can find me on the web at AaronSaysWhat.com. Uh, and basically, there's just any way possible you need to communicate with me. You can communicate with me. But that's it. Until next time, this is Aaron Wyman for MMA Fight Picks saying, Shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com. Are you looking for a permanent home for your podcast? Well, Spreaker can do it all. Spreaker will give you your own RSS feed that you can submit to other platforms, including iTunes. Spreaker's mobile app will let you record from your smartphone. Or you can use their web-based console with everything you need to record. Their podcasting plans include being able to host multiple shows at no extra charge. Got a YouTube channel? Spreaker's got you covered. You can effortlessly upload your podcast audio to your channel. You can even move your current podcast to Spreaker without losing any of your iTunes subscribers. Try any plan 30 days for free using promo code ASW.